Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Man, how much time do you have? Because it's one of those <laughs> days. I'm going to need y'all energy today more than ever. And please welcome our special guest host for today. We couldn't get enough of Miss T.S. Madison last week, so we're bringing her back for today. Please welcome T.S. Madison. Hey, girl. Hey, Claudia. How you doing? What's up, T.S.? Hey, Al. The Claudia oh. is going through it over there. Listen, let me do this. Dear Heavenly Father, your son, Jesus' name. Fancy. Hi, Yadaba. It's done. <laughs> if you believe it's done, it's already done. It's done. Well, give, me, give me some of that too, Dash. Dear Heavenly Father, let Al pull that turtleneck back and let me see it. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> I, I need you today, y'all. I, I'm going to need this energy. It's, it's been really uh, stressful and tiring, burning the candle at both ends. But you know what? We are going to get through it. We provide joy and happiness to everybody else. And today I'm going to need it from y'all. Uh, how was everybody's weekend? T.S. Madison, let's go with you first. Girl, listen, you know, uh, Valentine's Day was the other day, child. And I, I extended that through my weekend. I, I'm working on renovating my house. So my flows was over there getting towed up. So I had to do what my flows was doing. This uh -oh. So your floors got towed up in the house and in your... In my, no, the floors in the house got towed up. Oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They no, get, my floors got towed up. They get worked on floor. My bad. I'm sorry, respectfully. But it's okay because I did what the flows did. Got toe up. Hey, Claudia. So guess what? I went to Cynthia Bailey's dinner on last night. She had a birthday dinner and I had to get into her because she had me believing she got married again. You saw that video on Instagram, had everybody breaking the net on page six. Um, but she said it was simply a promotional. So I was like, good, because I am not ready to miss another wedding of hers. <laughs> so nah, I knew I knew it had to be a video the way it was shot. And plus, we could have gotten invited to her wedding because we got invited right. to the last one. So, of course, we'd be there. All right, y'all. I'm here at school here uh, still doing College Hill and they are whipping my behind. But you know what? Your girl's trying to be valedictorian and um, I'm, I'm staking. It. I'm claiming it for myself. So it comes with some tears sometimes. But we're going to get through this. Are y'all sipping on anything on this fine Monday? Um, I made some fresh squeezed lemonade and I sweetened it with some agave, honey. I wanted nature's high tonight. Uh, I'm doing uh, a lemon tea, lemon ginger tea. And Claudia, do you get paid more if you become the ballot Victorian? I've been pushing Tracy Emmons. I'm like, hey, Tracy, shouldn't there be a bonus for that? And uh, I, the jury's still out on that. But in the meantime, I am drinking out of a bottle and I don't want to show y'all because they're not uh, sponsoring TJF. But just know... It's right here and it's halfway gone. Okay. All right. Let's get into the show. Let's get into it. We have a lot to do. In honor of President's Day and Black History Month, we'd like to take this time to celebrate celebrate Barack Obama on making history as the first African-American to hold that position. What are your thoughts on this historic moment for our nation? Maddie, let's go to you first. Well, listen, it was a, it was a time. It was a time when Barack Obama was in office. You know, there was some, many things that happened for the black community, for the LBGTQIA community. Um, now, I did. I must have to say this was the season of me having to pay taxes. And it's just like I was like, whoa. But I appreciate him being in the office. I appreciated him, you know, coming forth and just being black like that and and for bringing our stylish Ever so graceful, ever so wonderful first lady into the office, honey, who ran that thing like no other. I'm so appreciative for that black family, that black scandal free family in the office. That part, Al? 
Um, you know what makes me the most happy about uh, Barack Obama being the first president is that I my you my parents, my grandparents in the village that raised me, they got to witness this. They got to witness his inauguration. And the reason why I say that is because my parents were born in the 20s. My grandparents were born in the early 1900s. So to watch them like take in everything because they were a part of segregation. They were a part of Jim Crow. They were a part of the white only signs. They were a part of riding in the back of the bus. They were a part of the Brown versus Board of Education. They grew up in those times. And to finally see them liberated, I just remember being in the black churches around his election and everybody getting on the bus to go vote because it meant that much to our community just that just that honor it, it just you you can never replicate that type of feeling ever again in history so for me that was the best part and and oh madison you talked about a scandal free let's be clear they were not only scandal free during their time in the white house they are still scandal free now which just speaks volumes to that unity and i love it and michelle obama to me you will always be the best and the the best first lady that ever occupied the White House. Yes. This um, presidency was something that I only like dreamed about. You know, I was born in 73 and my grandma too was born in 29. And I'm glad that she got to witness this. Um, at the time I was working with Jamie Foxx on Foxhole and uh, we got to go to the Democratic convention and seeing the first black man nominated for the Democratic ticket to be the representative for us. And I remember at the convention, right, everyone was like piling in to the, uh, the arena. And I saw an image, I took a picture of it. It was so powerful. There was a blind black man and a blind white man, arm in arm, helping each other down this hill, heading into the, the Democratic National Convention. I remember just like taking that moment and like, this black man is the one that kind of brought the unity together. As much as people will try to say that Barack Obama caused uh, division, he did not. It was the re retaliation against a black man having the audacity to be president that got us where we are today. But during those eight years, peaceful, kind, I felt like people were more civil. And we were just inspired. A little black girl, a little black, black boy can think that that office is not out of touch for me. And that was so important for us. So we salute you, Barack, and President Barack and the uh, First Lady, Michelle Obama, we uh, definitely salute you. All right. And not so presidential news. An expert recently weighed in on Jesse Smollett's appeal towards his hate crime hoax conviction. Branding expert Eric Schiffer uh, told Fox News Digital the smartest move would have been to do the time and get it behind him. Now, these moments were you were revisiting the facts of a case in which he severely damaged his trust with the public, further reinforces him as a personality the public can't trust. Do you agree with this assessment of Jesse Smollett, Al? Absolutely. You know, I've been saying this from the beginning here on this show. Also, it's no secret. I've done interviews. I participated in documentaries on this particular hoax. And I spent hours on hours plowing through the court documents, interviews, tapes, etc. And, it, it, you know, honestly, it was no secret that Jesse's character on Empire was on the decline. And Fox had made it very clear that there need to be some changes. And then this hoax happened. But Claudia, I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking, why is this young man holding on so tight to this? Why does he not want this to go away? And think about it. You're a gambling woman. The more he appeals this, then his chances are 50-50. He has a 50-50 chance to get this to the Supreme Court of Illinois, and he has a 50-50 chance of it ruling on his behalf. Even though we know everything that he has gone through as it relates to this hoax. But because of legalities, there is a 50-50 chance that this ruling can be overruled. And for someone who's fighting tooth and nail to get back onto this Hollywood scene and do what he and his family do best, and that's entertain us, he just might pull this off with a win. And if he does that, I think then we will go on the journey of repairing his identity. Now, this is my opinion and my opinion only. In public opinion, he will always still be guilty. But for someone who's trying to restore their career and have some type of res resemblance of it in the next five to 10 years, then this is the route he's decided to take. So here we are.
All right, Maddie, what do you think? Well, I mean, Al, I couldn't have said it no no better than Al um, says it. Um, to be honest with you, I do feel like that if he would have done some time, even if it was a year or two, and and got 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 out, we would have. I forgave him, but the right. public probably would have forgiven him and been like, "All right, child, let's see the next movie, the next show that you in because you've been punished for telling a lie." So let's move on. Right. Well, you know, uh, our society shows us every day that there's lots of people that have the audacity to play in our faces that have done far worse than this. But, you know, there does need to be some kind of like uh, humility, like, hey, guys, all right, I may have messed up or do the time and just come back. Because America, we do root for an underdog. We do love a mm -hmm. comeback story. And it isn't actually you could probably still do it. But the longer you drag this on, even if part of me is like, well, wow, he must really feel he's innocent to keep on, you know, hanging on to this. But like, you know. I don't know who's advising him, but I, I really feel like he could handle this a different way and he could still recover from this. We have murderers, wife beaters, uh, abusers, molesters that people are still rooting for in our society. Uh, it's just on all you, all on how you handle it. That's right. my take. Jesse, we wish you the best. You're talented. And I don't think you need to do any of this. I really don't. And we'd like to see you come back from this. Because your sure. name is now a verb. Like you're, uh, you know, I don't want to yeah. like, you don't want to be a Justin Smollett. <laughs> All right. They call him Juicy. All right. Juicy. Former good, good Morning America anchors T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach are still going strong as a unit. During a recent conversation on their joint podcast, T.J. revealed that he realized he was in love with Amy in spring 2022, which was a time he was still married to his ex-wife, Marley Fiebig. Uh, What are your thoughts on this shocking reveal? And have you ever fell in love with someone else while you were in a relationship with their ex Maddie, I mean, just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't mean that, you know, your relationshiping. there could be so many factors that that, you know, add up in that. Like you could be there for the kids or you could be there because, you know, y'all got health insurance or whatever it is, you know. And of course, he could have fell in love with her. Or, and of course, you could fall in love with somebody else, you know, while you're in a relationship with uh, somebody. It all depends on the situation or how the, how strong that relationship is, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if to be mad at him. I don't know the, the depths of it, you know. But what I do know is that, you know, they're they're going strong. It's, they seem like they're happy. And, you know, kudos to them. They don't have a choice but to go strong, Maddie. I, I don't know what. I can't shake it. I don't like it. And it's Black History Month, and I don't want to talk about it. I just don't like how he did that black sister. I don't I don't like how he played her on television. I don't like how he played her in the media. And I don't like how he continues to put it in her face right now. They have no choice but to make this work. Their entire income is wrapped up in a podcast of them being together. So now they're going on this this tour of convincing us that they fell in love and been in love for so long, at least in the, the last two years. For some reason, something in my gut tells me something ain't right and I don't like it. Well, I mean, how many relationships out there there are, are business relationships? Like there's so many stars and celebrities. Look, we looked at Will and Jada. That was a business relationship. That's been a business relationship for the long for the longest. We found out that, you know, they've been separate, but we knew this. Like right. the streets knew this. The street, <laughs> you know, doing their own thing on the side. But, you know, publicly, you know, they were they were given this perception, like, you know, that they were husband and wife and, you know, and they 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 loved each other. And that doesn't mean that they don't love each other because they fall in love with other people. But, you know, how, they're not the only ones. Here's the problem I have with this. Now, as I will agree with you, Al, I do not like how the black woman, the wife, was a casualty in all of this. I also, at the same time, two things can be true at the same time. I don't like how this black man is being taken a task way more than our former president of the United States. And I know people are going to say, you always make it a racist thing. No, I always make it a fair thing. The way that people just continue to be rally behind like a Donald Trump that cheated on his wife, his pregnant wife with a porn star and still has huge, he still enjoys huge approval ratings, right? And huge uh, support. This black man lost his job and lost everything over his relationship that had nothing. I mean, there are morality clauses. I get mm -hmm. that. But I just feel like he's a little bit been demonized a little bit too much. I, I, I think it was, I just, I don't like that. I don't like a lot of things in the story. I don't think he's totally innocent. And I do not like how we did this, the sister at all. Let me be very, very clear about this. But the way it's being dragged, I'm like, y'all don't keep the same energy 
for our lighter uh, uh, brethren out there. And that kind of frustrates me. Now, yeah, I do also agree with you, Al, that they do have no choice. They, if they can't stand each other, they have to continue to act like, no, it was all worth it because we are in love. They can't even break up. They are stuck in this situation until one of them gets employment because they put it on the line for this. And that's got to be an, an immense amount of pressure to have to deal with because they can't break up like the rest of us in peace. They but Claudia, I, do, I, I would like to ask you a question. Have mm -hmm. you not ever been in a relationship with somebody with contingencies or you've been in a relationship with someone and then like you met the, contingencies? The yes. Like, you know, <laughs> contingent on, or, you know, we have homes together. We have this stuff together, you know, and like you actually go out and you meet someone that is really meant for you or your partner. Um, I've never stayed in a relationship that because we had something together because I've never bought a house with anyone or I've never had business with someone that I've been with. So not really necessarily, but I can understand being in a relationship and maybe falling out of love with that person and then having your eye on someone else. Absolutely. That's a, okay. I think that's a normal human thing for sure. I will definitely for sure. Yeah. On that. I think it's how they handle it. And then I guess the the overarching thing for me is. I just feel like every time one of our brothers reach a certain level of success, it's almost like for them to get bigger or to maintain, they always partner with, you know, someone that is not from our community. And that's what bothers me. I really, you know, do you remember when he was on BET and he ran BET News? I really followed this brother. I really followed his career. I, I've always admired him. But this left turn right here just has me shook. And I don't know how yeah. to unshake it. I know, yeah. I know, I know it's not right, but I, I don't said know how this to last week. It. I said this to you last week about the $50,000 relationship. And I said, I told you about this last week. I, last week I said how black men be down in the, in the trenches and white men, I mean, in the, and the black woman holding them down. And then the moment right. they get a dollar, they go marry boom, boom. Yeah, it is, it is very frustrating to see that, especially when you were with someone when uh, they were in the trenches and to see them uh, put that wealth back and not into the black community, but into the white community. But that's something oh. we got to work on internally uh, amongst our people. All right. Coming up next, Bishop T.D. Jakes billion dollar deal leads to backlash. And later, Billy D. Williams gets candid in a new memoir. Keep it locked. I know he has tea. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Bishop T.D. Sawalo Jakes is receiving backlash after securing a $1 billion partnership deal with Wells Fargo. Now, based on reports, the deal is a 10-year strategic partnership to build inclusive communities. One person wrote, the Wells Fargo that was robbing Black people? Woo, child. Y'all find new ways to let your people down. And another person added, didn't Dr. Umar say, if you don't build institutions, the wealth means nothing? This man has had all this money for years, even got co-signed by Tyler Perry. Where's his institution? I see no money being put back into the Black community. His efforts are very selfish. What are your thoughts on this partnership? Al, I know you're in the finance world. You've come from that. What do you think about this? You know what, Claudia? I'm torn. I'm torn, right? Because remember... But Wells Fargo took advantage of 16 million customers. You have shared on this show, Claudia, that you were one of them. They wouldn't let people refinance their mortgages when they were upside down. Uh, they were responsible for repossessing people of color's cars at a higher rate uh, with no reason at all and quicker and faster. Um, they improperly charged for auto loans for people, black and brown people. They did so much that they were charged $3.7 billion in fines for the underhanding banking practices that they did. So is this $1 billion to the black community restitution in a way? 
Possibly so. And I will say this, that is a great initial first step of accountability and long-term reform for our community to build our wealth back. But what happened or what, who's going to account for all of those people whose credit you screwed up? who can't get back into an apartment or who can't get back into a home to provide for their families. What, where does that land? Now, I, I, I like the fact that they partnered with TD Jakes. I like the fact that TD Jakes has forced them to take accountability and force it into the black communities. But what about all the wrong that you did? And why does it have to take 10 years to repair it and only repair it as it relates to housing? I'm going to jump in on this, Maddie, real quick, if you don't mind, because uh, Al mentioned that I had a situation with Wells Fargo, and I, and I have, actually. I was part of the class action lawsuit, and um, I had worked really, really hard to get my first house in California, and I was so excited, and I got a jumbo loan. A jumbo loan is over $450,000, I believe. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't as versed into finances as I am now, and so what they were doing is yeah, you get a loan, you get a loan, you get a loan. And they were doing that with black people, especially. They knew that we were usually at a disadvantage as far as like the knowledge, the background. A lot of us are the first people in our in our, in our family suit to have extra money to purchase an expensive home. So um, I signed up for a loan that had an adjustable rate. So after a couple of years, my mortgage payment went from a small amount that I could manage to a huge amount that I couldn't, and they knew it. They also gave me a second loan for another house in Arizona. So what had happened was they all kind of hit the same mark at the same time. And they knew my income did not match having two loans like this. I So basically, I lost two homes over 11 years ago. And why I speak about my house now, it's not really to brag, y'all. I promise you it's not. I just feel so proud that despite the predatory lending practices that mm -hmm. Wells Fargo enacted against someone like me, I was able to come back after my credit was decimated after blogs got to make fun of me and say her house got foreclosed without knowing the full context. Wells Fargo, what they did in this class action lawsuit, I lost a million dollars in real estate. And you know what my part of the settlement was? Take a guess what the amount of the check was that they sent me. $120. It was $300. It was that doesn't even pay my HOA. Right. They gave me three hundred dollars. So the lawyers get what? Hundreds of millions of dollars. That's right. All of us homeowners that lost our homes got nothing. So, yes, this is real cute that you did a deal with TD Jakes. But honestly, I think they need to go way further than this. Wells Fargo goes back way back to damn ass slavery. And they have a lot of black blood on their hands and black uh, and stealing from black people. And this is something that deeply affected me because I just got up from under that curse just last year when I bought my house and y'all ruined my credit and you know what you were doing and that's why you had to pay. But we didn't really get the money. Maddie, I know I took up a lot of time, but- No, it's okay. Cause I don't have a lot to say. You know, all I want to say is like, do you see how the correlation between the church and the bank works? Yeah. <laughs> swallowed, swallowed up. Well, they swallowed up my home and swallowed up my credit. And now TD Jakes get to swallow up a big check, but does it help us? No, it doesn't. I yeah. might need to start going to TDJ's church now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A Florida man filed a wrongful death lawsuit after a surgical robot fatally injured his wife's small intestines during surgery. The procedure is called Da Vinci, and it utilizes a forearm machine, right, activated by a doctor operating a camera while the surgeon controls the robot's arm with a joystick and foot pedal. So it's kind of like a video game, but surgery. Uh, what are your thoughts on this tragic news? She died during this. And would you trust a surgical robot to perform a procedure on you? Maddie, what do you think? This is my thing. I've had lots of surgical procedures, and I do mean lots, except one. But why in on God's green earth would you give your life over to AI? Like, why would you consent to let AI, like uh, artificial intelligence, is it because they were operated with a with a joystick and a, and a, and a gas pedal? Like, really? Um, no, I would not. I would not lay on the table and let some machine go to cutting and digging in me. We're not even at in that advanced state. We've watched too many movies where the machines have been doing this. And I think and, and the people probably thought like, oh, well, we, I saw this on Minority Report. They're going to heal me. And look, my heart goes out to to the man that lost his wife. And even though a man was controlling the robot, a ro uh, things can malfunction all the time. And this is what happened. Al, what do you think about this story? I, I just don't understand why he's only suing for $75,000. Where is he from? Is he from this country? Is he a citizen? Is he afraid to take on 
the U.S. Um, uh, legal system because remember this particular robot was found guilty for negligence. It was found guilty for product liability. It was found guilty for design fault, and it was also found guilty for for you know allowing uh, people that were scarred from impunitive damages. Why in the world are you only taking seventy five thousand dollars when it killed your wife? You have the right to sue. It's all the documents are out there that, that it was a malfunction based on the machine, not the doctor. I didn't get it. I think he needs to be re-advised or go to seek counsel from someone else. I would ask for a couple of million at least. At least. I don't know what state or country he's in because I know certain laws like Texas. Florida. Are, oh, okay. Well, our, our pleasant governor here who's in a wheelchair actually uh Pass a lot legislation where you had a cap on how much you could sue for when you get injured. And then right after that, he got hit by a tree while he was jogging. And I, I just wonder why people, uh, yeah, that number is really uh, curious. I'm really curious about the number. Like, was there a cap? Because that seems like a ridiculously low number right. for losing your wife. All right, y'all. A woman calls herself making a point about the Jim Crow era by comparing it to Jonathan Majors. She wrote, penis was better under Jim Crow. Like the men would put in 18 hour shifts down at the mill, then come home and wear that bleep out after a long day of being called racial slurs and denied fair wage. Anyways, that's how Jonathan Majors looks to me, like a man. What are your thoughts on this awful comparison, especially during Black History Month, Al? Go ahead. You know I was gonna say, I can't do this. I can't do this during Black History Month. Like, what the hell is she talking about? Listen, this is not only disrespectful to us as an African-American community, but it's disrespectful to our ancestors. It's disrespectful for people that suffered through the Jim Crow laws. It's disrespectful for people that endured racism on their job only to, to feed their families. I, I, no, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Not on Black History Month. It's disrespectful all around. And hopefully she don't have no kids because I don't need any kids this stupid walking around because stupid parents teach stupid kids. That part. Maddie? Who picked this up and posted this somewhere? Like, was this some was this some type of satire site that did this? And like, why do blogs and 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 big publications pick up little small ignorant things and just post it out for the masses to read? Like, this girl is clearly penis whooped, and this, her mind is so wrapped up in in being whooped and smitten by a black penis that you know she didn't see what she was saying. Bless her heart. We we can't do nothing but lift every voice. What up. does Jonathan Majors have to do with any of this? Is she saying he looked like a slave? Is she saying that he looks like a slave that could could you know work eighteen hours and come wear her out? Like where is the parallel? I'm is she so a white excited. woman or a black woman? Yeah, what color is she, Claudia? I don't know. She sounds like a silly white girl, but if it's a black, you know what? But you know what? They're silly. Uh, oh no, she's black. She's, you know what, she's black, and guess what? They, what do they say? Not all uh, skin folk are our kin folk. And uh, I just think this is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I'm just sick of us making, and my us, I will say, fellow, fellow brothers and sisters, making these statements. And again, I always say, race to the bottom. Once again, did you get the attention you, you sought, sister? Um, because uh, this is dumb. And it's actually a slap in the face to the rest of us that actually give a damn about our culture and about our history. Like, stop, stop thinking so lower level, like low hanging fruit. Just thinking about more. And black men are so much more than just their penis. Wow. Yeah, they are. All right. Coming up next, Billy D. Williams gets candid in a memoir, and later the Queen of Karens, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, aka the female Gary Busey, in the face, is back in the news. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
Welcome back to TJF. You know, I always say they need to record the commercial breaks because that's what the conversations go on. So, Maddie, we were talking about my JJ and uh, whether or not I let it breathe. And I had to tell you, I let it breathe at night, honey. It gets to breathe at night. It gets to breathe in all the air. Okay. (laughs) All right. From orgies. Open marriages in Diana Ross, Billy D. Williams is spilling all the tea in his new memoir, What Have We Here? The singer shared his experience working with Diana Ross on the set of Lady Sings the Blues. He wrote, Diana was a gorgeous woman and I enjoyed kissing her. I Ooh. loved kissing, period. Sometimes kissing would be even better than sex. The only person who had a problem with our kissing was Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Bear, uh, Billy also discussed the time he had... Uh, lost his virginity at the age of 17 to one of his neighbors in Harlem. Ooh, he is spilling. I love when old folks get to spilling because I just feel they just be letting it all hang out when they get to a certain age. What are your thoughts on this, T.L.? Yeah, you know, Billy D. Williams, soulmates for those that are, are young, you guys, you, Gen X and Zs and millennials, y'all might not know who Billy D. Williams, but B- Billy D. Williams was a quintessential man of his time. He would be considered what, guys? Like maybe the Idris Elba, the heartthrob, the Denzel mm-hmm. Washington had at one time, the heartthrob. He was a heartthrob of his times. And he was he did Ladies, Ladies Sings the Blues. He did Mahogany. But he made all his money on Star Wars, which was really cool because he stayed with the Star Wars um, franchise for over 44 years. Not only was he in Star Wars three times, but he did voiceover work for them all the years thereafter, which is where he made a lot of his money. I really liked him. He was classy. He was well-dressed. He was clean. He was handsome, well-spoken, and very regal. He gave me the male version of a Diane Carroll. And for me, being black, privileged royalty and he drove the lady crazy he was always someone that i looked up to my hat goes off to billy d williams and i can't wait to read your memoir all right honey, what do you think about his book honey your name? hat honey al your hat goes off to billy d williams and so does my panties baby let me <laughs> when i seen billy d williams playing lando back in the day when i was watching star wars i was like "Ooh, child the sky is the limit I cannot wait to read this memoir, honey, because I know there are some really deep down dirty secrets in that thing. And I just hope he tell all. Mm, and man, nice. that gorgeous and that fine and, and, and the intertwining to that, I needs to know all the hidden details and the hidden secrets. And I'm the type of girl that likes to read between the lines. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to be covering all of his tea when it comes out right here on TGIF because that's what we do. <laughs> all right, Della, a woman recently went to social media and shared the reason she decided not to tip a hairstylist who took seven and a half hours to braid her hair. Take a look. I did not tip the girl who did my braids yesterday, and this was the first time I haven't tipped to get my hair done, and I was fueled with anxiety, especially when I hand her over the cash and she starts counting it, and I was like, (gasps) just did not feel like tipping was necessary on this service. All right, do y'all agree? Maddie, what do you think? Uh, Here's my thing about tipping, right? I don't tip the people because they do the best job or the greatest job. I tip the people because I believe in giving out so that my return could be great. Um, when I'm in the grocery store, I write nice, excuse me, when I'm out to eat, I write nice tips. When I'm, you know, at the uh, airport, I tip the people that help me out because it all comes back to you like tenfold to me. That's my experience. Now, when it comes down to hairdressers and stuff like that, it's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the hairdressing world where you got to pay deposits before you get there, cancellation fees, hair washing fees. It's too many fees involved in this situation now. So I don't know. The tip probably already was in 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 in, in the the pre-register. <laughs> I was going to ask you and Claudia, like, what in the world is going on in the women hair space? TikTok is flooded with all of these discrepancies between hairdressers and people who are getting their hair done. Is that is that just a black woman thing or is that just a woman thing? Because when I tell you. It, it's just so tricky. Like you said, I, you see the arguments of people having to pay a deposit and then the hairdresser don't show up or the hairdresser show up an hour late, but still wants to be paid and tipped. Like, is this what is this about you? And you two always keep a good hairdo. So clearly y'all know of the drama surrounding black hair. Tell me. 
I don't know what's going on lately. I don't know what's happening over in the white world, but I know that uh, I've growing up, I would always get my hair done and expect the full service. Like full service includes washing, blow drying, and then styling my hair. I don't know these up and coming new young people. Maybe they're not licensed. I don't know what the deal is, but they want you to do half the work and still get all the money. And they're charging these crazy prices. And 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 I think it's ridiculous. Now I will tip just because similar reasons as Maddie. Plus I feel like, if, especially if you don't own the salon, I feel like okay, you're a worker, so you're not getting all the money, right? So I I'm like okay, you're not, you're not getting this three fifty. You're getting a proportion of it. But if you give me really bad service or take extremely long, then I won't tip. I'm showing my dissatisfaction. But all these other, if you're going to not do uh, the, the entire job, then guess what? Your tip was out of the money I paid you because I paid for a full service, not for mm. a house. Got it. Well, for all me, right. I believe that it's because these girls ain't learning how to do hair in the kitchen and stuff no more, honey. Like uh, like the like the older generation of hairdressers that did appreciate it, uh, not having no license, but, but able to take care of their family by, you know, doing good hair and having good customer service ship. You know, these girls now, honey, putting a lace wig on and learning how to do it off of YouTube and now they laceologists. And so they just feel like they can do, you know, any and everything because they done laid a lace down maybe two, three good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we got to bring back the professionalism, ladies, because, uh, uh, it's, it's not cute. And you're going to start making us learn how to do our own hair on YouTube the way you learn how to do it. And then you're going to get no money. How about right. that? Damn. Right. Keep it locked because coming up next, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, she's such an idiot. Is back in the news. And later we playing a fun presidential trivia game. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. All right. In political news, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling out Democrats and the media for labeling President Trump as an insurrectionist. Take a look. No one's been charged and convicted with insurrection, yet Democrats and dishonest people in the media every single day accuse President Trump of waging an insurrection and accuse many of us of waging an insurrection and you're doing nothing but lying and selling the lies of the Democrats all for campaigns and elections. Al, go ahead, take it away. Ooh. Well, you're our resident political analyst. I, I, first of all, he was charged. What is she talking about? And, and <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like this, we need a whole new batch of white Republicans with these, with these, with these, this group, this whole batch is just screwed up. The whole batch is just screwed up. They're skewed. I mean, just throw them all in the trash. We need just a whole new batch of Republicans. I'm gonna let you take this one though, Claudia, because you're our resident political analyst. Wait, Claudia, wait before you start, because this mind gonna be quick. I don't know if we need a whole batch of new Republicans, but but I know we needed to have a DNA test on this woman. Sheila gives very much so Gary Busey in the silver bullet with, <laughs> with that blonde wig on. Sitting over there to the side, looking like that beat up actor. <laughs> My God, they, they just say anything out their mouth. And for and 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 I want to get this out. White women, are you seriously, seriously back in Trump? Like, right. are you seriously back in Trump? Right. Go ahead, Claudia. Let me read this bitch. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, you only keep staying in Congress because your your district that you represent is brainwashed. You sit there on your moral high horse, which is really a donkey because you are an ass. You are a liar yourself. Let's talk about your headlines on the Daily Mail. QAnon Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene openly cheated on her husband of 25 years with a tantric sex guru, then moved on to another man at the gym. So while y'all having trains ran on you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, denying what Donald Trump did and what we all saw happen on January 6th, we are not stupid. Don't play on our top like this. Just because you can play on your husband's top and the gym instructor's top and the other guy's top, don't play on our top like this. You're You are full of it. And you think you're like one of these people that just, if I keep repeating the same lie over and over again, maybe it will be true. Bitch, please. We saw all these people convene at the Capitol because Donald Trump told them to. Then we saw them climb up the building, break into windows to the murder people. And you're going to say that there was no such thing. Oh, nothing to see here. Is that what you did when you got caught cheating? Nothing to see here. 
listen, the whole, it wasn't me, shaggy thing ain't going to work on this, Dusty. Okay. You are full of it. And it's amazing that you keep getting reelected being such a liar. I'm sick of you. And I cannot wait for you to get voted out because I'm sick of you disrupting peace and just gaslighting us. With that hard face looking like Gary Busey. <laughs> Period. <laughs> In feel-good news, RuPaul makes history as the first drag wax figure at Madame Tussauds in London. Madame Tussauds is known, Madame Tussauds is known for missing the mark at times. Sometimes they don't quite get it right, but sometimes they nail it. Uh, did they nail it, Maddie? I'm gonna go to you because uh, didn't you um you part of this Emmy Award-winning show, aren't you? I am. And listen, she got it right. She, Madame, Madame Tussauds got it right. Cause I have been in Madame Tussauds places, in, in, you know, certain areas. And I've been like, girl, is that's oh, not is Selena, that? girl. Who is that? Who is that? That is not Selena. We're not doing that. But she got it right with Rue. Like, you know, listen, Rue is tall. Rue is gorgeous. Rue is an icon, honey. And I am so happy that Rue is living now to get her flowers, to see her flowers bloom mm. in the ground, living, not waiting to get this stuff after she's uh, gone, not waiting to see her legacy play out like after she's gone, not waiting to get all of her accolades and her Emmys and Grammy and whatever, all the things that she has while she's gone. I'm, I'm so happy for Rue. I'm, I'm elated for this. And I'm elated that that Madame Toussaint got this one right. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? I mean, I come on, Maddie. Um, RuPaul is more than iconic. RuPaul is a pioneer. RuPaul is a trailblazer. RuPaul is a 15 primetime Emmy nominee, I mean, Emmy winner, which winner. Makes, makes RuPaul the most decorated person of color in Emmy's history. Actually, I'm sorry, 15, not 14. If I didn't say 15, it's 15. And and listen, RuPaul's been doing it for over three decades, 30 years in the game. RuPaul is a culture icon on top of all of that. RuPaul had drag shows, Walk of Fame, first drag queen to have a Walk of Fame, released multiple musical albums, hosted talk shows on MTV, had her own makeup line, fragrance line, fashion line, featured in Vanity. All the things, all the things need to be handed to her doing um Black History Month. But the question that I have, Maddie, because you've worked with her and you're beside her, when we talk about the significance of Black entertainers, why does RuPaul's name not come up as much as it should? Because she's a, she's a drag queen. Hmm. Because she's a drag queen. Because she's LBGTQIA. And it's the same reason why that, they, that when Monique sat on across from Shay Shay and she gave me my flowers, they would have left me out of the conversation as if I didn't have anything to do with the rekindling of her and Lee Daniels. Mm. Mm. So it is it is that. It is because of who we are innately that, mm. that, that mainstream society does their best to overlook us. That's why we have to be loud, live, and in color at all times of the day. That's right. Yeah. Well, from one queen to two more queens that deserve their flowers. Let's check out this moment in Black history sponsored by Nissan. Fox Soul celebrates Black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. Breaking records and blazing a trail for Black women in hip-hop, Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott's impact has changed the game for Black women in entertainment. Queen Latifah is a rapper, actress, singer, songwriter, film producer, and humanitarian. She was the first rapper to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's a bona fide entertainment icon with both an Emmy and a Grammy to her name. The Queen recently shattered barriers receiving the prestigious Kennedy Center Honors Award. She was recognized for her groundbreaking influence on hip hop music. During the ceremony, Missy Elliott gave tribute to the Queen's accomplishments and the impact of her song, Ladies First. Standing on the shoulders of Queen Latifah is four-time Grammy Award-winning rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer, Missy Elliott. She has sold over 40 million records worldwide. In 2023, Queen Latifah inducted Missy into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, making Missy Elliott the first female rap artist to join this prestigious club. The achievements of Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott have raised the bar for women in hip-hop. They have shown the world what real black girl magic can do. 
honoring Black History Month on TGIF, proudly presented by Nissan. Experience a whole new thrill of driving. And Queen Latifah inducting Missy Elliott into the Hall of Fame. That is an epic, epic moment. Uh, that moment in history sponsored by Nissan. What do y'all think? Go ahead, Maddie. Yes, God, honey. Listen, I love to see it. I listen, I don't even got to put my glasses on because I see it. I love I love to see it. I do. <laughs> and not only do I love to see it, baby, Nissan did that. That's a good car. Nissan is a good car. It's a good car. It's a good truck. It's a good thing. And it's a good thing that they honoring black queens the way that they are. I may buy me a Nissan next week. <laughs> you All know, right, man, I, I said the exact same thing. Nissan, oh, Nissan knows how to get it right. I love the fact that you are profiling two historic, iconic black women in the LGBTQ plus community and you're doing it without shame and you're supporting them and you're supporting us here at Fox Soul so that we're able to profile them and give them their flowers while they're here. I just love to see what a big corporation like Nissan does these type of integrations and especially on our show. I can't wait. They do it for me. <laughs> you more than deserve it. You more than deserve it. Hey, Nissan, holla at Maddie. Give her another check. That's right. Give me in a put me in a pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> you want a big old truck. Right. Coming up, we are playing a fun presidential trivia game. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Shout out to all the soulmates rocking with us on this President's Day. All right. In honor of President's Day, we're going to play a fun trivia game that we like to call Know Your History. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's cue that presidential music. First up, which president issued a message to recognize Black History Month? Gerald in Ford. 1976. Oh, Gerald Ford. Oh, uh, Richard Nixon. The answer is? What's the answer? Ah, 1976, it had to be, right? Yeah, all right. Next, which actor became the first to portray the role of an African-American president on screen? Sammy Davis Jr., James Edward, or Lincoln Perry? Sammy Davis Jr. Maddie? Sammy Davis Jr. That's the only one I recognize. I'm going to yeah. go to Sammy Davis Jr. as well. Let's see. Sammy Davis Jr. All right. Which right. president was the first to employ both free African-Americans and white staff members? John F. Kennedy, Qu uh, John Quincy Adams, or John Tyler? Uh, John Definitely F. was not John. No, it wasn't John F. Kennedy. No? I, I don't know Adams. much about Tyler. I'm going to go with Adams. I don't think Adams had any black folks on his staff. I don't know if Tyler, it's either B or C. All right, the answer is, oh, John Tyler, the one we know nothing about. Ah, okay. okay. In, in the 1950s, who became the first African-American to serve in an executive position on a president's staff at Frederick. the White House? Frederick. The butler. No, Frederick. He was the he was the first and the only to serve as a presidential aide. All right, there you got it. You got it. You got it. All right, which president issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863? Uh, a Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> B James Buchanan, C Andrew Johnson. Oh, honey, everybody knows Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, yeah. And the answer is okay. I got those right. I only missed one. Okay. All right. That you know why I, you was over there googling. That's what it was. <laughs> no, I mean I know. I mean some of it was by years. They gave you the years, so you knew couldn't have been nobody else in that year. But yeah. All right. Um, well, we have a whole year to get it together for next year, so we can ace all of them. We're gonna get a hundred next time. All right. Get into this snotty tea. According to medical reports, nose picking may increase a person's risk of developing Alzheimer's and dementia by introducing bacteria into your brain. Who thought of this? Wow, that actually makes sense. Uh, what are your thoughts, Maddie? Well, murder people, and you're gonna say that there was no such thing. Oh, nothing to see here. Is that what you did when you got caught cheating? Nothing to see here. Listen, the whole, it wasn't me, shaggy thing ain't gonna work on this, Dusty, okay? You are full of it. And it's amazing that you keep getting reelected 
being such a liar. I'm sick of you and I cannot wait for you to get voted out because I'm sick of you disrupting peace and just gaslighting us with your bullshit, bitch. With that hard face looking like Gary Busey. (laughs) Period. (laughs) In feel-good news, RuPaul makes history as the first drag wax figure at Madame Tussauds in London. Madame Tussauds is known... Madame Tussaud is known for missing the mark at times. Sometimes they don't quite get it right, but sometimes they nail it. Uh, did they nail it, Maddie? I'm going to go to you because uh, did you, um, you part of this Emmy Award winning show, aren't you? I am. And listen, she got it right. She, Madame, Madame Tussaud's got enhanced their beauty. And I've seen some beautiful people go get a nose job. You be like, girl, why did you do that? So you may have answered this question already, but since we're talking about, you know, being nosy and curious at the same time. So do you, you had two nose jobs. Do you do you plan on having any, you know, removing anything? Um, well, I do have a lot of uh foreign obstacles running around in my body. And um, no, I said I'm gonna go to the grave with it. I'm headed to my 50s, and there's no way possible that I'm going to go and start disrupting things that are that are not bothering me right now. Like, cause uh-huh. I ain't nothing wrong with my breast. There's nothing wrong with my hips and my my buttocks. And I'm not going to go up in there sticking stuff up in there, honey, and then this day, you know, I'm over there dying of cancer. No, I'm not doing that. You know what's funny? Well, not funny, but interesting. I remember plastic surgery being so taboo and people would like to shame folks over like, oh, she had a nose job or, you know, she had this done. And now I do like how it's so embraced now. Like if you, there's something about you that you don't like or that you you have an issue with, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong. We have the technology and you have the money to go do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I see no problems with it, but there are some doctors that do too much that you're like, okay, you probably took a weekend course and you're not like a real licensed, uh, well, uh, a cosmetic surgeon. You're actually just someone that took a, a weekend course. You know what I mean? But I want to say this, Claudia, if you got missing teeth and, or your mm-hmm. teeth is messed up, don't go put no surgery on your ass. Work on your dental because this is what they see first. If you got missing side tooth or if you got a mouthful of goals or you have gold teeth that's all over the space like that, get that fixed first before you go fix your ass. The priorities, right? Thanks. Ain't nobody looking at that teeth. Oh, you see the face first. I'm going to judge you. If your teeth go up and your ass is big, we got a problem. (laughs) Yeah, and that that never really sat right with me. Like, when all your focus goes into just your ass, but your face and you have the teeth and your, your toenails is jacked up and all kinds of other things that are teeth are actually health concerns, especially if you have true, teeth, true. Teeth, your cap, you true. can actually, you know, get some uh, toxicity in your body. Heart disease. That. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can. It can travel. Um, focus on that before fat ass, I think. Right? Yeah. Mm, OK, well. Al, are you getting any surgery? <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not against it. I'm not against it now. I know that I fight age with everything I got. So, you know, it's no secret. I do Botox. I've done filler. Um, other than that, as I get older, if, if I need it, I feel like if I need it, I probably will be one of those people, though, to be honest with you. I probably will do the threading or some type of face situation because I really am like one of those really freaked out about getting old. I just am. I get it from my mother. The uh, only surgery like- that ever hurted me was a circumcision. Oh, you felt good? You know I what? Did. On that note, I want to thank my <laughs> co-hosts, Al Reynolds and TS Medicine, for joining me. Thank you so much, Maddie, for being here an extra day with us. We love you, and you will be back. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you watch our repeat. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, Maddie. Thank you so much. We love you. I love y'all. Maddie, good seeing you again. Yeah. <laughs>